Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Clean Slate. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Not another clean slate. Wow. Announcer Hal didn't seem excited about this episode. I don't know what his deal is. I'm excited. He's in a mood. You know, he's very fickle and he's always going through yeah. something and he, but he doesn't ever want to talk about it. And you can't make it, you know, what you repress, you express. And that's what's happening. Oh, interesting. I like that. Yeah. Every time I ask announcer how, how he's feeling, he always just goes, fine. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk yeah. about it. I know. But you know what? If he doesn't want to talk about it, I don't want to pry. He's got his boundaries. Yeah. That's right. Boundaries are important. Hi, buddy. Hello. Happy spring. Happy spring. I keep forgetting that spring has sprung. It's spring now. Doesn't it like that's the nice thing about it. And that's why I think it's a great idea to do a clean slate right now because it's time to shake off the winter. And I'm about to actually have to do a giant spring cleaning of this apartment. I'm so glad you didn't say number two. No, I'm going to have to do a giant colon cleaning. No, uh, because they're going to put uh, new carpets in. So I have to, it's one, and I have to get everything out of. The two rooms that have the most stuff in them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So your kitchen's just going to be loaded. No, I think I'm just going to rent a storage space. That's going to be so much easier. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have a couch in the kitchen. Are they going to do it in a day? Two days. Oh, it takes two days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's uh, living room and bedroom. I guess I could do the move everything into the living room while they do the bedroom, move everything into the bedroom while they do the living room. But then I won't have anywhere to sleep, man. (sighs) I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what, let's clean a slate. Let's clean a slate. I'm ready. Oftentimes, if this is the first time you're ever hearing this, we get topics that might not warrant a full episode on their own, and we like to bunch them together and try to clean the slate so that everybody's request can be heard and addressed in time. That's right. Some of these topics are great, but they're not always topics that will fill an entire episode. So we are delighted when we get to talk for just a couple of minutes each. And I will say this particular episode we are doing a blind clean slate. Yes. Our producer, Ken Plume, has a list of topics we have not touched on in the past. We believe we might do another one again. Who knows? <laughs> we might. Do, yeah, we might accidentally do a redux. The beauty of a clean slate is that we have a very short memory of anything that has ever happened on this show or will happen. And so when, yeah. when a clean slate topic comes around, we might have the same conclusion we had before. <laughs> also, we're growing and changing as people. It might be completely different. Let's find out. Ken. What is the first topic? Wait, real quick, before we get the first topic, do you remember we were doing a looping session years ago when we were in a loop group together, and it was for a movie that featured an afternoon political talk show host. Do you remember this? And we all we all played fake callers into this political talk show. But the talk show host was a real talk show host out of, I believe, Minneapolis, And we would hit him with questions and he would just go off and uh, like on these rants and blah, 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 about whatever, uh, whatever topic we had thrown his way. And at one point, the director stopped and said, can we go back a little bit? He said to the talk show host, he was like, can we go back a little bit and just do that last one again? He goes, oh, no, 
no, we can't. I don't remember anything that comes out of my mouth the second it leaves my mouth. <laughs> and I thought that was such a great, like, how the sausage gets made of an afternoon, just full-on blowhard political talk show. But he knew he was a blowhard, so it was fun. But we remember everything that's ever been said on this show. That said, we might wind up with something we've already done we don't know i like that you came out and contradicted me and say we remember everything we remember nothing we're two goldfish no we remember we remember everything oh look a castle oh look a castle oh i stole that joke from gail sorry gail all right ken what is the first topic to clean off of this slate from jordana kane the topic is gel or paste or toothpaste. I assume the difference here is gel is a more powdery. It's got a slightly grittier, like your Colgate's. Your the paste, the you mean Colgate versus a gel versus like an Aquafresh. Aquafresh is kind of a Aquafresh is the combo. Is Aquafresh yeah. the correct answer because no. it's gel and paste? No, I don't, I don't think so. It's the it's certainly the prettiest because it's got the different yeah. lines in it. But I don't think that. Do you like a gel or a paste? You know, it's funny. I mix it up. I go back and forth between a gel and a paste. Mm-hmm. I like that a paste is white yeah. generally. Yeah. So in the moment while I'm brushing my teeth, even though it's not my teeth that I'm looking at, it's the foamy toothpaste. I'm going, look how white my teeth are. <laughs> it's aspirational. Yeah, it is, aspira- <laughs> it is aspirational in the moment for what I aspire to in the next 30 seconds. And I like a gel for the same reason, which is as you're mm-hmm. brushing the foam is like a green or blue and it's just pretty. And it also makes me feel like there's a contrast. Like, all right, I know I'm generating a lot of foam here. I'm doing a good job brushing my yeah. teeth. I'm really getting in do there you, and getting after it. Do you think that the people that like paste are the ones that only do white Christmas lights and the people that like gel are the people that do colored Christmas lights? You know, I don't want to put it, I don't want to put people in boxes like that, but yes. A hundred percent. I feel like if you use a paste, that maybe mm-hmm. there's a belief, like you're pointing out, that you're making your teeth cleaner because there's something no frills about it. They didn't change the yeah. color. It doesn't have sparkles in it. Remember when you were a kid and you would have toothpaste with sparkles in it? Sparkle Crest for Kids makes brushing cool with sparkles. Exactly. Gatorade yeah. is Thirstade. <laughs> Dang it, I've been so conditioned. <laughs> for that deep down body thirst. I I uh. I do like a gel. I like a gel too. I'm currently a gel guy. Yeah. The whitening toothpaste I use is a gel. Yeah. But also as a kid, I didn't want, I did not want a paste. I wanted a colorful, sparkly gel that came in grape or what, or razzleberry. Cause that was going to make my teeth better, I guess. Yeah. I like, uh, I think it's, I think it's got to be gel. Yeah. I agree. It's gel. Cause you can put, that's cause you can put glitter in it. Yeah. That's right. You can't put glitter in paste. It just looks like dirt. Yeah. Simple. Take that, paste. Yeah. All right, Ken, what's next? Betty or Veronica? Josh Sinison asks. I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, this is, I mean, this is classic. I feel like this was asked of me personally as someone who yeah. grew up. I will, you know what? I will, comics. I will let you go full monologue on this one because I know very little about Archie comics. I know that they are, they're archetypes, right? Basically, here's the thing. Yes, uh, certainly they've that that was the start. Betty's the all American girl who does well in school Mm -hmm. and is maybe chasing Archie more than Archie is chasing her. Then you have Mm -hmm. Veronica Lodge, who is the rich Mm -hmm. daddy's girl who Archie is chasing more than she is chasing him. So the power dynamic is kind of is odd in this love triangle where, yes, they are fighting over him, but they are also chasing one another 
in, in some way. She's chasing him and he's chasing her. So I like both characters a lot. But to me, there's something about Betty Cooper, who is a loyal and kind and smart girl, who, in my memory... Is Veronica over, not those things? No, Veronica, they're... they're Neither of the, we're boiling this down to its essence, right? Yeah. They are comic characters. They mm-hmm. were not the deepest comic characters for a long time, but they certainly resemble, in their archetypes, would you mm-hmm. rather have the spoiled rich girl, or would you rather have the all-American girl who's loyal, who is faithful, who is kind, and is maybe is maybe left behind, although they do basically resemble one another just with different hair. There's no <laughs> other appreciable difference in the way that they were drawn for a very long time. You say she was left behind. Are you talking in the like that series of Bible books left behind? Yes. <laughs> so Archie and Veronica are just shoes and Betty is left behind in a world and has to deal with it. It's just her and Kirk Cameron making yeah. it through now. Yeah, that's right. I am team Betty. Although I have nothing against Veronica. I just thought Betty. Betty always seemed like, well, Archie, why aren't you with Betty? She clearly is more yeah. interested in you and, you know, get, l- allow Reggie Mantle and Veronica to date. See where that goes. That's, that's okay. Cause that was, of course, his main competition, Reggie Mantle. Sure. And then Jughead and Ethel. Jughead, I know just from the hat. Then you had Midge and, and Moose, who were a couple. <laughs> you got a lot of, uh, you know, you got a lot of Archie comics. This yeah. Not, I mean, I, I could show you a stack of double digest. Whenever we would go to the supermarket, my mother would mm-hmm. buy one in the check because they were in the checkout line. Sure. And I would read them front to cover. That was her comic book that she loved. Front to cover. So you would just read the table of contents. That was all I could get through. Yeah. Front to back. Front cover to back cover. Sorry. It's Look, I don't know. Year. I don't know, Archie. All I can do in this particular segment is interrupt you. Sure. You're doing a yeah. great job. Thanks, man. I, <laughs> I got to say, I'm also Team Betty because yeah. I'd rather be chased than chase because that sounds exhausting. Yes. I think Betty is the Betty is the choice, I believe, asked and answered. You're going right. along with that? That's the correct answer. A hundred percent, man. I have your back always. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. You know Ken, this. You have both of our backs. Can you throw another topic in the chat for us, please? EJ. Yes. Oh, what's up, EJ? EJ Salazar is back. In roulette, should you bet on black or red? Here's the thing. At the end of the movie, Wesley Snipes says, always bet on black. But also, Wesley Snipes went to prison for financial crimes. So maybe anything involving money, we shouldn't be listening to Wesley Snipes on. Yeah, but he's he's Wesley Snipes. Always bet on black. Yeah, I think it's always bet on black. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I do love don't, Wesley Snipes. don't do it at all. Roulette feels like the f- most foolish of games. Well, here's what's fun. Here's what I love about roulette. And back in the day, Jen used to do this. Jen Kane, formerly of our four-person improv group, Shiner. Yes. Whenever we would go to Vegas and she would, uh, we, we would go to a casino. It was always you would take like 60 bucks out of the ATM. You know what I mean? And okay. play for a little while, play low stakes. And if she was up at the end of the night, I thought this was a great move. She would always just go to the roulette table with just the winnings if she was up and she would put it all on either red or black, whatever she was feeling in the moment. And she would either double her winnings for the trip or she would break even. <laughs> That's so responsible. Right? Isn't that great? Yes. It's such a fun, like, grand finale to a night in a casino. 
It's also such a great story of restraint and sensibility in an environment that encourages neither. In, in, <laughs> yes. In the largest degree possible. You've got the Gruen transfer going on, so you never know what time it is. You're up oh, short, yeah. it's easy to lose track of things, but that is a smart way to do it. Yeah, I, roulette has never appealed to me because I feel like there's no way. It is pure chance in a way that a lot of other games don't feel like. You know, Blackjack. We are a skill guy. Control. I mean, I, I like to feel like I have some control mm-hmm. over what's going on. I, I There's a strategy to Blackjack. There is a yeah. strategy to craps that I can't understand, but that's also very much chance. Poker, mm-hmm. all these games have an element of chance and an element of control. Poker, probably, you have the most control over because you can make, you can have the worst possible hand and make mm-hmm. everybody else fold. You can still win with the I worst can't. Possible hand. You can. I've, because as it. we have determined, I cannot bluff. I pulled off a bluff so bad once that I had to show it when I was done. Really? Yes. Ugh. But that accomplishes two things, Mark. What's the first that? thing it accomplishes is showing them that I had control over the table the whole time. I had, mm-hmm. I think that the board had the king, queen, jack, and ten of spades, and I had a two seven off suit. Neither of them were spades, and I had a feeling that nobody else in the hand had it. So I. How many pushed. decks in the, in the thing? How many what? How many decks? No, just one just deck. Just one deck of cards. This, oh, this is poker. Okay, this, this is Texas one deck holder. of cards. So gotcha. I'm representing that I have a, a royal straight flush. Gotcha. I go Clearly, I do not know uh, much about poker. Yes. I went all in. Everybody folded, and I turned over the hand, which did two things. Number one, it showed that I'd gotten them. And number two, it gave everybody the image that I bluffed a lot. So if I tightened my game up for the rest of the time, then I could make money off people when I really had a hand. Oh, you can punish see? them for thinking you're a bluffer. I just go and sit down at a blackjack machine. The digital ones... So that they will bring me uh, beers. Yeah. I've also royally flamed out at poker tables way more times than I've ever won. But it is fun. That that element of control I like. But I always yeah. bet on black. All right. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. If you learn nothing else from that movie other than like. Always bet on saying, black. Don't ask somebody how they like their steak because they're going to shoot you and say bloody. <laughs> the other thing is always bet on black. Ask yeah. and answered. Ask and answered. All right, Ken, what else we got? Donnie or Marie? Ooh, the Osmonds. Yeah. Twins? Are they twins? They're not twins. They're, they're not. I don't know. They're, I mean, they're siblings, brother and sister. Yeah. They're siblings, they're not twins. twins. Yeah. No, He's they're not twins. Her, I think. Yeah. She is the younger of the, of the two siblings. This is tough because I'm a big fan of Donnie's version of Joseph in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which he uh-huh. did both on Broadway, on tour, and in the motion picture version, which is a lot of fun. Can I tell you uh, right now you're talking and I hear you, Uh huh. but also Jennifer, I think is making spaghetti and I can smell it. <laughs> How hungry. you have to pay attention. We are talking about important stuff. We're talking about the Osmonds here. Attention must be paid. Yeah. Got it. And that spaghetti that she's making, is it red and steaming and cheesy and good and salty <laughs> and, uh, and- <laughs> So dumb. It's the pasta plate of many flavors. <laughs> <laughs> there are no meatballs inside. A little bit of bread would be all right to eat with this plate of lots of different pastas. This saucy plate of different pastas. Fill every bowl for me. Ridiculous. How many pasta? I'll say also Marie though. Yes. I got to meet Marie once when I was the mayor of Main Street during the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. 
Sure. And we always had a grand marshal, an honorary grand marshal do the parade. Marie Osmond was the grand marshal once, and she could not have been kinder. But I know very little about her as a performer. I know only about Donnie as a performer. So I have a personal experience with one, but no fan experience and fan experience with the other. But I guess the real question that we're asking here, which do you prefer, Hal? A little bit country. Exactly. Or a little bit rock and roll. You at least know that about her, that she's a little bit country. I do know that about her, yeah. I've heard that song, of course. A little bit country. I would go with Donnie, and this is why. Solely for Mm -hmm. the reason that he was in a barbershop quartet with his siblings. And I was in a barbershop quartet in high school. And I identify with other barbershop quartetters. All right. But I I think Marie seems like she has, I mean, they've both been success and had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but does, she does seem like she would be an interesting person to just sit and have a conversation with. They both do because they've lived a bizarre, uncommon life that they've yeah. been, you know, when you're. Since the they were kids. Of, children of famous parents yeah. and have been in and around show business for their entire lives. It's crazy. Asked and answered. It's Donnie, right? Asked and answered. It's Donnie. Plus a little bit rock and roll. And is, a little bit rock. I, yeah, he is yeah. a little bit. I like, I prefer a little bit rock and roll to a little bit country. I love country. I prefer a little bit rock and roll. He's like 10% rock and roll. He's 80% yeah. Broadway and he's 10%. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. My favorite percent. Yours is the 10%. Mine's the 80 Broadway. Of course. Yeah. He's great. That, did you ever see that movie? No, I've seen video of him performing on stage though. He's the good. Joseph movie is so fun because they made a kids movie. It's yeah. a straight, they're like, well, this is a musical mostly for kids with kids in it. Let's literally make a children's movie of this. And it's a bunch of British legends just hamming it up for a kid's movie. It's a lot of fun. All right. Sorry. Ken, what's up? What do we have, Ken? Julia Allegretto Gaskell asks, oh, this is right up the alley. I smell Ooh. that pasta. We're looking at the best <laughs> sauce. Marinara. Alfredo or pesto. We're just, we're just choosing between those three. We're not doing a bolognese. We're not making a cacio e pepe. We're doing very yeah. specifically. There's no carbonara happening here. There's none of those. Your cream based sauce is the Alfredo. Your tomato based sauce is the marinara and your pine nut based sauce is the pesto. Mark, you are, uh, I mean, we are both of us. I can't, I can smell the pasta. I'm, I'm going to drool onto this microphone and short it. Do you have a preference among these sauces? I have a least favorite among these. I have one that I simply do not like. I wonder if it's the same for both of us. One, two. Is it Alfredo? Pesto. Oh. Wow. Well, there's one that, that, you know what? That might answer it. I just, Alfredo sauce to me is so heavy. It becomes so little about. Yeah. For me, Alfredo sauce is just too heavy, you know? Yes. And I just don't like the taste of pesto. I've never liked pesto. Really? It just, uh, I don't like the, not only do, am I not a fan of the flavor, but famously, I'm a mouthfeel texture guy and I do not like oh, yeah. it. There's something unfinished about it in the taste of it to me. There's also something that I love about an Italian red sauce. Yeah. You know, that classic marinara sauce. That's the one that seems to be, at least the versions that I have had of it most often, the one that is homemade and made with love. Mm-hmm. Alfredo, I don't, my family, we never made Alfredo. We never made pesto, though pesto is, you know, fairly easy to make. It's a mortar and pestle and basil and pine nuts, you know, and, but it does have that sort of weird, very oily mouthfeel. A good red sauce to me. Oh, yeah. I'm a marinara. I'm a red sauce guy. Yeah. Do you make it ever? I've does Jen make it, it from scratch when she does the lasagna? 
No, that is a canned sauce that we then season and mix in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mixing everything sort of together. But I love, you know, this is not something that I am super familiar with because mm-hmm. I did not grow up in a huge Italian family. But I've seen on TikTok videos of these huge Italian families where generations of them get together and once a year mm-hmm. they make sauce. They oh, make yeah. giant vats of sauce that get canned, that get stored, that they have for the year. And it's amazing to watch it being made and it looks delicious and i it's I, I, like marinara sauce it's the best yeah it's such a huge part of my family that my grandfather was a pipe fitter for westinghouse mm. the pot that we have our sauce in annually is one that he welded together he built this stainless steel pot for specifically so that he could make sauce and my dad has the pot now i will fight my brother for it one of these days yeah i'll give you my quick recipe can i give you my quick recipe please the easiest version here's the here's a super easy version for everybody out there i don't know if i've done this on the show before but this is what and i make it frequently i just finished off a batch two days ago that i made so you start with the sofrito you uh chop up an onion and some uh garlic and saute those Put the garlic in second because it cooks quicker than the onion does. Then get a can of uh, San Marzano tomatoes whole. The way my dad does it is uh, I, I sometimes I'll use a potato masher once they're all in there. Or the way the way that my dad and grandfather do it, I don't know how much of a difference it makes or if it's just because they did it that I do it, is wash your hands thoroughly and then pour the can of sauce over your hand. And as you catch each tomato, just squeeze it in your hand. Mm, okay. Just to crush them that way. And then once you have that little bit of tomato paste, roughly the amount that you would find in a can, whether you're using the tube or the can, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, I guess. I don't know if it matters or not, but I use the tube. Muti is the Italian company that I like that makes the tube of tomato paste. Then there it is. There's your base. And from there, go nuts. Whatever you whatever, put your seasonings in it, more garlic powder if you want a little more garlicky, put some spice in there if you want some spice, some Italian seasoning. But once you have that base, that's the fun of it. That's the joy of it. Yeah. You can, I'll leave it on all day mm. and then, you know, mm. go by every half an hour, taste it, go, you know what? Put a little wine in there. You know what? Put a little more basil in there. And it's such a fun game of uh, trying to get it just right. Yeah. It's marinara. Yeah. Asked and answered. Easy. Amen. That was an easy one. Thank you, Julia. All right, let's take a quick break. We've been cleaning Slate for a while now, and we want you to hear about some of the other great shows on the MaxFun Network and possibly a sponsor or two. Who knows what the future might bring? You do, because you're about to find out right now. You do, because you're about to experience it now. Wait, how? You already said that. Is there a glitch in the Matrix? I try to retake something once. <laughs> To give it to Ken clean so we don't have to I thought you old version. I thought that was you coming back from the ad no, break. I knew where I was going. My hungry brain kind of tripped my mouth and then I mean she's making the sauce in there, dude. Or she's making the pasta in there. I get it. Just be the pasta just salted. It just smells so good. I'm so hungry. You know what? Weirdly salted pasta water even smells great. Oh, that's another great tip, by the way. Pasta water. Put a little bit of the pasta water in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little of that starch in there. Do you all right? You know what I did in the last round? And now I could just talk about sauce all night. Oh, what I did in the last last round was the first thing I did was I got a bunch of crumbled impossible sausage. Nice. And browned that a big old, you know, big old thing of it. And then browned that, then took it out of the pan, did the sofrito in that, and then added that back in. So it was almost like a meat sauce, but with impossible. Mm. It was so good. Healthy bolognese. 
We Got This with Mark and Hal is brought to you in part by Trade Coffee. Hal, I got to say, I'm a big fan. I love what this company is doing. It is like match or e-harmony for coffee. You tell it how you're feeling and it matches you perfectly. It's super easy. I logged in and I answered a few questions. I told them I like a light roast coffee with a little bit of flavor, uh, you know, maybe some funky kind of stuff to it. I drink my coffee black and immediately they came back to me with a small independent coffee company. Shout out to Peixoto out of Chandler, Arizona. Brazilian coffee. It's the perfect coffee to drink black because it's got these sort of nutty notes to it. And it's also specifically a coffee that extracts well into uh, pod machines. I have a refillable coffee pod thing. And all of this they knew I would love because when you sign up, you tell them how you like your coffee. Everybody's specific about their coffee. This is how I love my coffee. And they knocked it out of the park with Peixoto. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is going to connect you to the freshest and best tasting coffee that you've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. And the people at Trade Coffee actually walk the walk. They taste test thousands of coffees. And there's no one perfect coffee, as we all know, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade is so confident that they're going to get it right the first time that if they don't, they're going to take your feedback and an actual coffee expert is going to work with you to send you a new bag for free so you got to check it out well i'll tell you they didn't have to do that with me there you go they they got it they live by the guarantee they got it right they got it right the first time i told them exactly what i wanted they sent it to me peixoto is uh is my jam now yeah and i would not have known about this small independent coffee company if it weren't for trade coffee so kudos and on top of that i'm looking forward to what they surprise me with next right now trade is offering new subscribers a total of 30 dollars off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash we got this that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash we got this and let trade find you a coffee you'll love that's drinktrade.com slash we got this for 30 dollars off and thanks to trade for uh sponsoring the show thank you Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fantai, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period all right folks we are back we're here to clean more slate ken what is our next topic dave hoffman asks sunrise or sunset 
If you are watching my bar mitzvah video from 1990, you would know the answer is sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunrise, sunset. sunset. That's the part that plays over all of the pictures of me as a child. Oh my God. Swiftly well, you know how growing. swiftly fly the days. Were you in fact a seedling that turned overnight into a sunflower? Yeah. I like to think so. You know what? You're blossoming right now, even as I gaze. Oh, thank you. I try. Yeah. No, no, weird. There's flowers shooting out of your back right now. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. I know. I'm a real swamp thing. This is a fun one. Sunrise or sunset? Mm-hmm. Look, we both live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You live right by the water. Yep. So you can get some pretty spectacular sunsets in LA over the water. Yes. If you're on the East Coast, you get some pretty spectacular sunrises. If you're in the middle, you can go either way. I will say for me, the promise of a new day that a sunrise portends is a really invigorating thing. Representatively, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Every time I've been to Hawaii, where you're on an island, you get the sunset and the sunrise. You don't have to choose Ooh. based on which coast you're on. You can see it all. Mm-hmm. Everybody gathers for the sunset because everybody's awake for it. Sunrise. Yeah. Often you have to wake up to experience, but I, I get it. It is beautiful, especially when you're up. You're generally up earlier than most people, so it feels like it's special just for you. As yeah. opposed to a sunset where a lot of people might gather to watch it. But there's something about the richness of color in a sunset that visually yeah. I prefer. I think it also, you mentioned something that I really love. The idea that a sunrise is something that if I'm seeing a sunrise, I'm usually seeing it by myself. Unless it's been a long night. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing us. It's it's because I'm out for a hike early, early, early in the morning. Yeah. In wintertime in California, you can do that. Get up for a hike before the sun is up and it's not too yeah, cold. That's right. And it's it feels a, a sunrise feels like a more personal moment. Yeah. Generally, a sunset feels like a more shared moment. I agree with that. I guess if that's the case, I prefer to share my moments. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you think, know? It's, I think it's sunset. Yeah, I think it's a sunset. All right, Dave Hoffman, ask and answer. Dave, thank you. The good doctor checking in. Thanks, Doc. What else we got, Ken? Oh, this is long. (laughs) Dave Schuster asks, Skeletor or Cobra Commander? Who is the more, quote, competent supreme leader, i.e. had the most success slash wins against their adversaries? Who's more of a bumbling idiot? I mean... Neither of them were ultra successful because the heroes lived every single time. Yeah. Cobra Commander eventually gets turned into an actual snake, which is a kind of a rough ending. And also he sort of was, he was uh, supplanted by Serpentor. Who was Serpentor? See, I don't know a ton about, I don't know a ton about it. They went on this globe trotting expedition that Dr. Mindbender was running to get all these artifacts together. They put together to create Serpentor, who was like the ultimate Cobra leader. He's like, I am Serpentor. And uh, he had a big snake on his head. He Hang on a second. A big snake on his head. Like a big his snake name was, he had a big snake on his head. Yeah. It was like a cowl. But he went by Serpentor and not Serpentor. It wasn't until you had a no. snake on his head that I realized that that it was serpent. Like, it feels like the emphasis is too far on the wrong syllable in that one. Serpentor. Yeah. In my mind, that is a man named Pentor who was knighted. Yeah. Well, he was a, no, he was a serpent emperor. Serpentor. S-I-R. Pentor. S-E-R. Serpent. S-E-R-P-E-N-T. Oh, I, don't, 
I don't like this. Anyway, point being, Cobra Commander, while he had the cooler outfit, because he had the metal shield, the hood was weird. The hood felt like a perm for him, where it doesn't work for <laughs> a lot of people, and he is uh, a lot of people for whom it does not yeah. work. But the metal, the shield under the helmet, attached to the helmet, is a that's a really cool look. This is battle. It's a very, yeah, it's, I mean, they both have cool heads. From the neck up, they're both very cool. Yeah, Skeletor wins at a fist fight. I can't, well, I can't speak much to the competent supreme leader. Like, if the quest, the question is not Skeletor versus Cobra Commander. Generally, it's who's the more competent supreme leader. Unfortunately, that I can't really speak to. I would say I'm, as a fandom goes, I was way more of a He-Man kid than I was a G.I. Joe kid. And Skeletor is hilarious lunacy. Yes, yes, he he's is. the I, Joker who takes himself seriously. Yeah, and he falls down. I think more because the people around him are extreme. Like he has the stupidest yeah. group of people. <laughs> like Merman's like, <laughs> yeah. Beastman is kind of useless. Just like a series of useless <laughs> undervillains <laughs> that he has working for him. So as far as hiring people, yeah. Cobra Commander wins there. But also, because of that, Cobra Commander, at a certain point, wasn't even commanding Cobra anymore. He got supplanted and turned into a darn snake. Yeah. I don't think you can get more incompetent than that. Yeah. Though, if Skeletor is a master of the universe, and he's at the top, he he didn't, like, Skeletor created his world. Right. Right? Cobra Commander rose through the ranks. He was Cobra Private, Cobra Lieutenant, Cobra sure. Sergeant. He had to Cobra. get to the point where he was Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. So he was he was pumped into a system. We don't know if the system is flawed that he was in. Skeletor, this was Skeletor's thing. He's doing the hiring. I have to go with Cobra Commander. That's, this is more of a G.I. Joe fan than a Masters League. I love them both. Yeah, I still sure. have toys from both back in Philadelphia. And... I just think the fact that Cobra Commander gets turned into an actual snake against his will, that's the ultimate fail. So Skeletor is the more competent supreme leader. Yes. Asked and answered. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He-Man, you bumbling fools. Also, I love that the toys, he's Skeletor, but he is so jacked. Yeah. With what is it? Shadow Cat? Was that his, uh, I think so. Panther that he rode? The purple panther? Is it Shadow Cat? I think. Battle Cat and Shadow Cat. Battle Cat and Shadow Cat. All right, there you go. All right. All right. Ken, what's next? Jackie Minoski asks, is it better to take a nap and not sleep at night or not nap and be cranky all day? Boy, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm someone who has never been able to nap. The reason why is when I nap, it makes me tired. It makes it worse for me. Yeah. When it's time to go to bed. Last night, I used this thing called Insight Timer. Have you ever used that app? No. Insight Timer has a lot of different uses. One is it has guided meditations, things like that, things to help you calm down, stay focused, get centered. But it also mm-hmm. has really great sleep stuff, anything from music and sound bath stuff to story time stuff, which I like. Mm-hmm. I was so tired last night that I went to set it up, and then I woke up several hours later with the phone had fallen out of my hand. <laughs> I'd never even selected a story to watch. Well. You know what? That's how good that app is. Not a sponsor. Chris Mancini's voice is often a delightful ASMR. Oh, yeah. He has a very soothing voice. He has such a soothing voice. And he has that one podcast that's designed to kind of be that. Mm -hmm. My other fall asleep thing at night is uh, Peaceful Cuisine. Do you know Peaceful Cuisine? No. It's a YouTube show. 
Oh, it's great. It's just uh guy cooking and it's very it's one of those where the sounds the sounds are I'm an ASMR subscriber. I love ASMR. I think it works. I for me it works. Yeah, me too. Cooking ASMR is one of the great ones and that's what this is uh to a T. And plus you get fun recipes out of it. Uh that said, I don't know if I necessarily buy into the premise of this question because is it better to take a nap and not sleep at night? I mean, I can take a nap and still sleep at night or not nap and be cranky all day. I rarely nap and I am not frequently cranky all day. I believe this is one of those hypotheticals where you're being forced to choose between right. two less than desirable pieces. This, That's is, fair. this is a, your classic saw situation. Oh, wow. This is, Either this seems is, like a gentle saw situation. Yeah. 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 It's more like a nail file, but it's. That's fair. Oh, I hate nail things. files. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I believe me. I know. It is, uh, they're two undesirable things. If I'm choosing between the two of them, I'd rather get a good night's sleep and be a little cranky during the day than See, not be able I'm, to sleep at night because then I'll be cranky the next day. It, that is a self perpetuated, it's a perpetual motion machine where it never stops. If you get a good night's sleep, the next day you won't be cranky. If you take a nap, then you don't get to sleep, then you're cranky and you're forced to nap again. You're forcing yourself into a cycle of having to nap as opposed to sleeping at night, which is what we've all agreed is what we should be doing. So you're saying not nap and be cranky all day would be yeah. your choice. For one day, one day more. But, but you, but you, you say for one day, but then you add this, you've, how have you created a pattern if we're talking for only one day? Allow me to yes. throw out just a, a counterpoint to that. One day. Um, <laughs> another day, another destiny. Okay. Sorry. I am not a person who likes to be cranky because I having started therapy and realizing I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be cranky to people. I would much rather not be cranky towards others and have a sleepless night because if I'm having a sleepless night, I can get a little work done or something. I'll get up. I'll watch a movie, get some work done. I've been through that. I've done like a day's work in a night because I was stressed mm-hmm. out. Generally, if I'm staying up at night, I'm stressed out about something. Yeah. I would rather take the L and be cranky, but then get a good night's sleep and not be cranky the next day. Uh, that's I just get into a, a place of like, all right, well, I should have slept better last night, but now I'm going to mm-hmm. be tired all day. So what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to try and get an hour in? Are you going to try to make up the time during the day? Or are you going to say, I'm going to go to bed at a sensible hour tomorrow night and then feel a lot better? Like that is this to me. That's the yeah. solve. I Look, I was mostly playing devil's advocate on that. I'm with you on this specifically because if we take. You know, if we're taking some of the variables out of this and the question is simply nap or not nap, I'm not a napper either. Yeah. I'm disoriented when I wake up from a nap. If it's the middle of the day and I take a nap, the rest of my day is kind of shot. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess not nap and be cranky all day and just try to get a good night's sleep for the next day. As Jean Valjean said. My sleep belongs tonight, I know. I made that promise years ago. It gave me hope when hope was gone. It gave me strength to carry on. Sleep at night. I stand answered one. One more nap till I can't sleep straight. I will lay inside my bed. Uh, I will... Sorry. I'll stop. Master of the nap, sleeping at the day, <laughs> wasting all the afternoon hours away. 
I like to go there in my dreams, which I'm not having currently because I haven't taken a nap. All right. One more. Jeffy Baby. Jeffy Baby. What's Jeffy going Baby's on? back. Hi, Jeffy Baby. Ooh, I like this one. We might have talked about this in an episode about breakfast potatoes. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. This is specific. If we have, you know what? Yeah. You've listened to songs you like twice. Mm-hmm. Home fries or hash browns? Now, the hash browns would be a shredded mm-hmm. potato with no right. filling in it that is basically cooked and served in bricks. You cook it relatively flat to the griddle, mm-hmm. then you flip it over so it's browned on each side but maintains sort of a soft, softer potato inside, and then it's served in a brick. You might you might season it. With eh, not necessarily always served in a brick. In or the South, pile. we didn't always have it. Yeah, it's like a it's pile. Cooked. Yeah. I've, I've you're you're too, you're too used to the Philly cheesesteak, which is all foods in Philly are brick based. That's right. We we like it. We like our shape. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just put a brick of anything on a griddle and it turns into a meal. A home fry mm-hmm. is a seasoned cubed potato mm-hmm. that is sautéed with peppers and onions, mm-hmm. and then both served as a side for breakfast. I feel like I know which one that you prefer, and I feel okay. like I prefer the opposite. Let me guess. Uh huh. I think you prefer home fries. No, I like hash browns. Oh, I'm a hash browns guy, a hundred percent. Dude, I grew up in the South. Waffle oh, House. Cause you, you know what you can't do to home fries? Mm. Smother them, cover them, dice them, chunk them. <laughs> All those great things that you can do at Waffle House. Like you're not going to smother your home fries in a slice of American cheese. But if I got this big, flat, crispy, uh, oh, give me that. You know, that sweet, sweet garbage cheese on top. Mm. Plus, I like the crispiness of a hash brown. I do, too. I, I There's you know? too much going on in a home fry for a breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I have some eggs here. I have this. Like, it's, you're, you're, you're doing too much. You don't have to try that hard. Just be potato. It's okay. And they feel Yeah, they feel like dinner potatoes to me. They do. They feel like they should go with a steak. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, you can't really put home fries in a breakfast burrito. California, we love our breakfast burritos. Hash browns are way better in a breakfast burrito than home fries. You know what's really nice about this? What's that? Sometimes we agree about something when we do a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we disagree. And, and to end this one on an agreement yeah. is really nice. So we're ending it on hash like browns. Ask and answer, Jeffy Baby. Yeah, Jeffy. And plus, it's nice to get one from Jeffy Baby because he's so kind. Yes. Yeah. Well, these topics are all closed. Officially now until we do another clean slate and maybe we forget that we did one or more of these. Yeah. But for now, these topics are closed, but there are many more topics to discuss that you have in your brains to give to us. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or email us. At we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Always load us up with topics all the time. We are watching. We are trying to get through the backlog. I promise. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. We got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume host of a bit of a chat with Ken Plum, which is a lovely podcast you should listen to if you're not doing so already. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman with our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down and talk about things we love like we always do, like you have always allowed us to do. And, you know, if there were one way that I wanted to hold on tight to all of the people of the world. I'd say that that way would be smothered. You'd be scattered, covered, chunk, top, diced, and peppered, mm. which means I would like you all covered in onions, melted cheese, ham, chili, diced tomatoes, and jalapenos. This fell apart. 
For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.